host, Amanda Dave. I'm podcasting from the home of the College World Series in Warren Buffett, Omaha, Nebraska. This is a pediatrician and training podcast. It is a resource for medical students and residents, and I'm your host. This podcast will cover high-yield topics, as well as interviews with pediatricians and pediatrics of specialists. I'm a first-year pediatrics resident at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha. I went to Tulane University in New Orleans for my undergraduate degree, and I received my medical degree from Creighton University School of Medicine. I just wanted to put up a brief disclaimer on these podcasts. So this, the information presented in this, blog, in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be construed as medical advice. This is general information and is not patient-specific. This information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or current. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm using this as an educational tool for myself and for you guys, and I'll be presenting topics after I research them and kind of discussing them from there. Okay, so today we're going to mix it up a little bit and get started with a patient presentation. So you're in clinic, uh, just going through your normal schedule, and on the next patient you have a 10-month-old male brought in by mom, uh, and the chief complaint on the EMR says that, just says rash. So you go into the room and you talk to mom, and you kind of find out that baby's been crying a little bit more, he's been really fussy, hasn't had any fevers, but when you go, when she goes to change his diaper, she just sees this red, beefy rash, and it's making her kind of concerned. She also feels sort of guilty, so she took baby to the pool for the first time over the weekend, and she wonders if maybe the moisture was causing the rash. Uh, you take a look at this kiddo, and he's overall, like, he looks pretty stable, he looks healthy, but when you go and remove his diaper, you can just see this red rash, uh, and it's very painful for this baby. So, today we're talking about diaper rash. So, the two most common forms are irritant contact dermatitis and due to candidiasis. Uh, this is whether or not the kid's wearing a diaper uh, versus a rash that's associated with a systemic disorder that can involve the perineum. So, causes of diaper rash or irritant contact dermatitis and candidiasis. But if a kid has a rash in the perineum, you can also suspect that there's a rash that's caused by something else going on, like a systemic problem. This ha diaper rash happens in greater than 25% of infants and toddlers, and the peak is between 9 and 12 months. So it's caused by excessive skin moisture, fecal enzymes, and reduced frequency of diaper changes, as well as diarrhea. So with respect to pathology, or the etiology of this, skin moisture makes the skin more susceptible to friction, which can cause erosions. This will promote bacterial and fungal development, and it can also increase skin permeability and rapid penetration into the skin. Fecal enzymes have proteases and lipases, which irritate the skin. They're activated when the urea in urine is converted to ammonia at higher pH levels. And for kiddos where you suspect candidiasis, uh, this is when the irritant contact dermatitis does not respond to, medic to therapy or when the diaper rash appears during or after antibiotic therapy. Some risk factors for diaper rash is if the kid has had irritant contact dermatitis for greater than 72 hours, they've had associated diarrhea, uh, they've had a decreased frequency of diaper changes, if the kiddo is on antibiotics, this will increase your predisposition to candidiasis infection, as well as if they have a rash elsewhere or a family history of illness. Just to make note, cloth or cellulose diapers have an associated increased frequency and severity of diaper dermatitis. So if you're talking to a new mom and she's considering using cloth or cellulose diapers, this is just something to bring up in conversation. You don't have to like recommend one way or the other, but just kind of just mention it. Now with respect to diagnosis, uh, if the kiddo has contact dermatitis, they'll have that red scaling 
on their lower abdomen, they can have it on the perineum, on the buttocks, or the proximal thighs. With respect to the staging of this rash, if it's mild, you'll have erythema, possible scaling. If it's more severe, you can have superficial erosions. Candidiasis infection is associated with a beefy red patch that can cause convexities and creases, and you can have scaling present. Some things to consider on your differential uh, for more of those systemic illnesses include seborrheic dermatitis, bullous impetigo, folliculitis, intertrigo, uh, Jacquet's erosive diaper dermatitis. Some less common things to consider are psoriasis, allergic contact dermatitis, acrodermatitis and teropathica, Langerhans cell histiocytosis, congenital syphilis, and some other infections that can cause rashes and also occur in the pediatric population include Kawasaki's disease, some infections such as scabies, hand, foot, mouth, HSV, and molluscum contagiosum. You don't really need to do labs. Uh, you could do a KOH if you suspect fungal infection, mineral oil if you suspect scabies, as well as zinc for acrodermatitis and teropathica. In a kiddo where you suspect that this diaper rash is secondary to neglect or decreased in frequency in diaper changes leads you to suspicion that maybe the kid's not being taken care of properly, you can consider an osseous survey for non-accidental trauma, and this would include radiography of the skull and long bones. Now, if you are managing this kid in clinic and she comes back and mom says that the rash hasn't gotten any better, you can consider a skin biopsy if they are not responsive to management. So management of uh, run-of-the-mill diaper rash includes reducing moisture. You want to make sure that mom is changing the diaper, mom or dad, or care, any caregiver is changing the diaper every three to four hours and after soiling. You want to make sure that the perineum that is soiled is cleaned appropriately, so it's, this might be a good opportunity to kind of discuss um, the appropriate way to change a diaper. And then after the skin is dried, after a diaper change, you can apply zinc oxide paste and petroleum. Now, if the kiddo has more moderate to severe irritant contact dermatitis, you can consider the use of corticosteroids. Hydrocortisone 1% or 2.5% may be applied twice daily. And if the kiddo has candidiasis, you'd use nystatin or imidazole, including crimitrazole, meconazole, or ketoconazole. You can consider using both a nystatin and imidazole, but you'd use an alternating schedule. Just of note, kids of color may have hypopigmentation associated with diaper rash, so like kind of that post management phase, but it will resolve. And also remember, if you suspect non-accidental trauma or if the kid fails to respond, you suspect congenital syphilis or Langerhans cell histiocytosis, consider referring to a subspecialist. And always remember, in terms of prevention, frequent diaper changes and appropriate cleaning are important in the management of diaper, diaper rash. Okay, so that was a good review of di diaper rash. Just to kind of go through it again, Remember, if a kiddo has had decreased frequency of diaper changes and they present with this red rash, consider that it's either an irritant contact dermatitis or candidiasis. And if you suspect that it's an underlying systemic illness, consider Langerhans cell histiocytosis or other systemic causes. Management includes uh, education regarding diaper changes as well as the use of zinc oxide paste and petroleum to decrease discomfort for the kiddo. And if the kid has candidiasis, you'd use an istatin or an imidazole. Thanks for sticking with us today. So please feel free to email me at amandamerildave at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for podcast materials. This has been a pediatrician in training.